everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network at BGN.FM and Roughneck Scarves. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we're going to be recapping a win and a loss. We've got our ex-New York Red Bull 2 report. We do not have a guest tonight, uh, so no interview, but we'll be previewing the match this weekend against the Tampa Bay Rowdies and a number of ex-New York Red Bulls. Uh, and we'll close with a player highlight. Tonight, joining me, as always, we've got the Red Bull News Network's own Mr. Joe Steen. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm equally great. You wrote a terrific piece this past weekend. Uh, kudos to you. Great job. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I if, try. If you guys have not gone out and uh, uh, read that already, it is on our website, rbnn.us. That's the Red Bulls News Network that I mentioned. And the uh, the article is called Same System, Different Mentality. Uh, look it up. It's all about Armis and how uh, what he's doing is, is changing things just a little bit. Uh, also joining me, the guy who provides all of the photos on uh, Red Bulls News Network are like 99.999% of the photos. <laughs> it's Bill TNJ, Bill Toomey of Bill Toomey Photography. How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing good. Uh, can't complain, I guess, since we beat Beth Steele finally, but would have uh, been even nicer. The cherry on top to would have been to beat FC Cincinnati. So uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, the uh, the majority of Cincinnati fans, I'm sure, are very nice people. But listening to their grandstanding after their home victory over a team lower than them in the standings is kind of silly. <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's it start like it was a playoff match but you know right exactly yeah. like that didn't win you a trophy guys they are up there they've got a considerable lead on the rest of the east but anyway uh let's talk first about that harrisburg match uh i was not feeling very confident going into it i was hoping that john would would go for the the win knowing that fc cincinnati might be a hill uh too high hill too high no um whatever <laughs> that it might be a task too much uh for this team uh he did not disappoint we had four mlsers or fringe mlsers in this match ryan mara hassan and dom uh fidel escobar ethan cutler oh i for, i'm sorry i should say five and derek etienne uh all of those guys, I thought, performed uh, remarkably in the match, uh, particularly Indam, who probably had his strongest match of the season for Red Bull 2. Etienne chipped in with a with a goal early. Uh, the I almost called them Harrisburg. <laughs> Beth Steele. <laughs> did I call him Harrisburg to start this? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I almost did it again, too. <laughs> Jesus. No, they didn't beat Harrisburg. They beat Bethlehem Steele. Oh my goodness. Sorry, Beth Steele fans. Uh, you guys aren't listening anyway. But if you are, I am sorry. Uh, I meant to say Bethlehem Steele. It's been a long night. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, look, I think there were a lot of good things here. The team was still a little bit disjointed. Uh, Beth Steele scores on basically the final kick of the first half. It looks like uh, we're going to head to an, a draw or worse uh, and then Amando Moreno came on and really uh, set the tone and and helped the Red Bulls finish the match the way that they would want to. Josteen, looking at this, just you know, from the in terms of how the Red Bulls approached the match and how they executed, did it give you a, a fair amount of confidence in terms of 
where they're at at this point in the season? Yeah, they approached this game a lot better than they did the previous two games between these two teams. They really limited what Bethlehem was able to do on the counter. They had some trouble in the first half, you know, containing uh, Angelina and Moir. But in the second half, they really didn't gather any, really do too much damage on the counter or anything. I mean, I thought, for the most part, uh, Devere and Cutler played a lot better. I thought Nadam was huge in defense for them. And I really liked the midfield because in the first half, you could see that they were really spreading the ball around well. They were stretching them. They weren't... They only got the goal from Etienne, but they had a lot of chances or half chances to score, which you could see that they were opening them up and they probably should have, the score didn't reflect how they played in the first half. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment because, you know, they could have had a number of goals. I think they're still missing at at times that final pass, uh, but the way that they create off of turnovers is is still so encouraging and it's, it's a great thing to see with the second team doing a lot of the, the stuff that the first team does. Uh, Hassan and Dom, I mean, what can you say about the guy? Obviously, he's got a very good partner next to him in Fidel Escobar. Uh, but Ndom really, I thought, you know, stood on his head and, and just was remarkable on the day. Uh, Amando Moreno makes a cameo off the bench. And within just a couple of minutes of coming on, has uh, a beautiful cutback uh, goal across the keeper. Uh, no chance for him to save it. Uh, I think that we should be talking about him not just as a guy uh, who could win the golden boot in USL, but as a guy who should be playing in MLS sooner than later. Uh, I, I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on that. I know we talked a little bit about that when we did his player highlight, uh, but each week it seems like he's getting better and better. Bill, is is are we maybe making too much out of uh, a, a a hot streak for Moreno right now, or or is is he um, the <laughs> like the Transformers? Is he more than meets the eye? He is more than meets the eye for sure, and he's pretty much on fire right now, considering that he had uh, I think a three game streak where he had a goal in every single game. And he hasn't even played full 90-minute games, and he already is leading the team with nine goals. So he's definitely uh, doing an awesome job so far. And one of the things that uh, I saw on Facebook this morning and even commented on uh, was talking about Ben Mines. Yes, he's injured right now, but uh, with the way that Amando is playing and the way that Jared is playing, I can completely understand why Ben wouldn't necessarily be seeing the field so much. I, I I don't know. Am I am I crazy? No, I mean if you have a good streak going and guys that are playing well together and they keep on getting better as they they play together each game, I don't think there's any reason to to change that. Okay, uh, Josteen. Uh, through all of this and all of the the good stuff that's happening, uh, Andrew Tenari continues to be a main focus uh, on this team and the way that, that the offense is run right now. He sits uh, in second place in USL and chances created. And obviously uh, the Red Bulls are now leading the league in goals scored. They can at times be a little bit frustrating, but even with, with all of the, the the struggles that they have at the back at times, is the offense just good enough on their own to take them uh, through, you know, maybe even a, a couple of playoff series? Or do they need to finish high because they're not scoring as much on the road? 
Well, uh, John Wolniak touched on this after the game uh, on Wednesday, and that was the fact that they've got it, they weren't great on the road last season either, and they got better as the season went along. And as we'll talk about in as in the game on Saturday, this past Saturday, they played better. They've played better on the road of late. I mean, yeah, they've been unlucky. They probably should have had two wins coming from Bethlehem and Louisville, but I do think that they are improving on the road. Uh, I, their offense can carry them because, let's face it, when this team's on, there's very few teams that can shut them out. Uh, but I think they, if they continue to win at home and grab maybe a couple wins on the road, uh, they'll probably have home. They'll probably have a couple home games in the playoffs, which would be a big help to them. Okay, fair. Let's talk man of the match. Uh, oh wait, wait, one more thing to touch on. Etienne uh, came down. He scored a goal, uh, but otherwise looked a little bit. I mean, um, listless is maybe the right word. Is it just that he's outgrown the team and maybe doesn't want to be down there playing those matches? Yeah, I think it's more of, you know, he's not really familiar with those guys at times. He's more familiar with playing on the first team. And, I mean, I liked, I liked the fact that he got a run out to keep him fresh. You know, scored a very nice goal. But, I mean, I thought he looked, you know, good for the most part. But I think, yeah, like you said, I think he's outgrown the team pretty much. Okay, fair. And that goal that he scored, what a beautiful pass by Brian White to set all that up. And his passing of late is getting better and better, too. A lot of really good development from these guys. Let's talk man of the match. Who do you got? Let's go, Bill. Uh, Amando Moreno, hands down. Okay, fair. Uh, Justine? I'm going with Hassan Dom. Great shift in defense. Sorry, Bill. I agree with Joe on this one. Hassan <laughs> Dom. I mean, without him, I think there would have been a lot more trouble. And one thing I really want to call out uh, in terms of his play is he's getting a lot better at recognizing when he should go in for a challenge and when he should just look to um, sort of corral the man. And that made a huge difference against Beth Steele, whereas maybe he might uh, lunge in and, and uh give the, the opposing offense opportunities because of uh, potential penalties or, or just free kicks around the box. He was a lot more patient, and, and I think it paid dividends. Okay, now let's talk about the FC Cincinnati match. This one's a little bit more frustrating. Obviously, yes, there there had to be some rotation, but uh, a lot of guys that, that played in this match played uh, against uh, fake Harrisburg, Bethlehem Steel. Uh, but... <laughs> it, it, it really came down to the set pieces. I think they had a lot of uh, good opportunities to score that they didn't take. Tom Barlow uh, had a breakaway just before the Cincinnati goal, the opener. Uh, and they continued to have good shots. They, there was that one right off the uh, crossbar at the end of the match that would have tied things up. But they they paid the price for, for their set piece defending. And that's another one of those things that's really kind of gotten uh, to them this year is it and we saw jordan scarlet removed uh early in this match as well after they conceded their second goal is it is it sort of his swan song and is there a way to fix a defense that that struggles with set pieces well i mean the the big thing about this is uh i think that was i think in the last two games fc cincinnati including the back game it scored four goals from set pieces which was insane um but it's more of, yeah, these these guys are making, uh, you know, rookie mistakes on set pieces. Like, you know, they're not tracking the runners or, you know, they're, you know, they're just not marking properly. I mean, the first goal was a perfect example. That was an easy ball in and an easy header. All he did was basically crowd Loro out. 
uh, and the second one they they don't uh, they don't track the runner and he gets in behind and has an easy header again. So it's mainly the this is going to have to improve or come postseason time when if they're there it that's going to be a big killer for them and teams good teams really take advantage of that. Yeah, the when it becomes a game of margins in tournament play that is absolutely a killer. Uh, the other thing we could talk about so they forced an own goal. Uh, again, Hassan and Dom in the center of some action. A set piece played in, I, I think it was by Tanari, uh, to the back post. It forces uh, Danny Koenig to, to play the ball. Unfortunately, it puts it past his own keeper. Fortunate enough for the Red Bulls. Uh, Odengol has spent time with both the first and second teams over the last couple seasons. And, you know, uh, despite his development, he's still uh, producing from time to time. So good job there, Odengol. <laughs> Uh, and I guess the last real, you know, bright spot in this match we could talk about with the game two to one, uh, the Red Bulls blew kind of two opportunities to to climb back in and, and and tie the match up. The Cincinnati has a chance at the death. I don't remember who took the shot. I want to say it was Ledesma, but I'm not a hundred percent positive. So uh, let's just pretend unnamed Cincinnati player. Uh, takes a shot. It beats Loro, who's off his line. Uh, Nico Devera is able to trap the ball with his chest and then clear it out, uh, which for a young guy, that that's a tremendous amount of poise in a difficult situation. So good job, Nico. Uh, you, you played pretty well over the last couple games, and uh, hopefully you continue to improve. Do you guys have a man of the match? I'll start with you, Justine. I thought Tom Barlow put in a good shift. Uh, I thought you know he was able to create some stuff. Unfortunately, just didn't grab a goal. But I um, thought he did a good job playing, uh, starting, getting the start instead of Brian White. Okay, Bill. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to <laughs> to really <laughs> say about this game. But since uh, Tom Barlow had a shot that went off of uh, you know the bar there, I'm going to give it to him as well. So I agree with Joe Steen. Yeah, I agree with all three. All three? Oh, no, all two of you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll also give it to Barlow. Um, Not the best game for anyone, but I thought he put in a lot of good work, and he created a couple chances. Okay, turning towards our ex-New York Red Bull report. I had to shift in my chair so I could read this whole damn thing. Uh, (laughs) Ravi Diaz in Sac Republic. Uh, He still has not played a match for that team, and he did not play in their 1-1 draw against OKC. Noah Powder did not play in either of Orange County SC's uh, games this past week, not in the 4-0 win over Swope Park Rangers or the 2-2 draw against St. Louis. Dan Metzger and Penn FC were off last weekend. Uh, Junior Flemings, player of the week in USL, and obviously will be an opponent this week. Uh, He started, went 90 in a 3-1 win over Indy 11. A goal and two assists, although the second assist is sort of a dubious assist because it's really off of a defender uh, on the cross in. But uh, great job, Junior. Uh, Way to go. And one of the assists he provided in this game was to Stefano Bonomo, another former New York Red Bull. Uh, who scored well, his while first goal? While they were both playing against Carl, we met, which is another New York Red Bull two. Yeah, it was happening everywhere. Two ex New York Red Bull two players uh, get, getting informed just in time for this weekend, huh? Exactly, and hey, it, it worked out for them this time around. <laughs> uh, 
where'd I go? Okay, Brandon Allen and Nashville. He started and played 90 minutes in their 2-0 loss to Ottawa. Corey Herzog started and played 57 minutes in a 2-2 draw with Orange County SC, as we mentioned before. Uh, Kyle Rainish and Fresno were off last weekend. Same with Zach Carroll in 1868. Uh, Conrad Plava came off the bench and put in a 16-minute shift uh, for for Real Monarchs SLC in a 4-2 loss to San Antonio FC. So that was a pretty rough rough uh, match for the Monarchs. Devin Speedy Williams at Louisville City uh, started, played 90 minutes in a 4-1 win over Charlotte Independence and provided an assist in that match. So way to go, Speedy. Mike DeFanta and Phoenix Rising. Mike started and uh, played 90 minutes in a 1-0 win over Seattle Sounders FC2. Carl, we met, uh, who we mentioned before, he was in that match against Tampa Bay. He put in a 90-minute shift, but, of course, they lost 3-1. Scott Thompson and the Richmond Kickers. Scott went 90 minutes in a 1-1 draw with Atlanta United 2 and picked up a yellow card. Heading overseas, Zico Lewis and FH Hafnarf Yardar uh, Zico did not play in uh, Hafnarf Yardar's 4-1 loss to Breivablik. Uh What a terrible Breivablik. It's a weird, weird word to have to say. Another guy added to the list this week. Uh, I believe James Knoll brought it to our attention. Uh, David Abadar. We remember him. He plays for FC Hakka now in Finland. He started playing 90 minutes in a one nothing loss to Kokolon Palovikat. Palovekit. Kokolon Palovekit. <laughs> that's a rough one. Uh, and that's it for our New York Red Bulls 2 report, or ex-New York Red Bulls 2 report. I'm sure we're going to continue to have guys uh, come in as we continue this, and it's going to become the entire show. We won't be raising bulls anymore. It will just be the ex-New York Red Bulls 2 report. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, guys... Uh, in a way that that might come off as xenophobic, but it's really just because I don't want to have to pronounce really crazy names. Uh, try to stick to, to teams that have uh, per, na- names that are very easy, like FC Haka. That, that, I love that. Thank you, <laughs> David Abador. Uh, <laughs> An Aldershot town. Those are those are the ones I like. Otherwise, I look like a maniac. I've got to write down these insane phonetic pronunciations. I feel a bit like our gang in the uh, 1930s. I don't know if you're aware. This all right. <laughs> in in order, they had children acting in these things, and they would localize uh, these shorts. So they'd have to film them in the other language. And the way they would do that is they would have chalkboards with the phonetic pronunciations of the lines that the rascals would have to say. So that's what I was referencing. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a break. I'm going to go uh, dig my grave as I'm obviously <laughs> way too old. And uh, we'll be right back with a preview for the the match this next weekend against Tampa Bay Rowdy. Stick around. And we're back with our final segment. Before we move on, I completely forgot to uh, call out uh, an achievement by former guest Sachi Hot. 
and FC Motown. They are the Northeast Region champions. They came uh, into a match against the uh, New York Cosmos B. They beat them three to two in the NPSL Northeast Region finals. Uh, and uh, yeah, congrats! Great job, guys. Everyone's proud of you. Dilly Duca on that team, obviously winning a trophy. Uh, I do not know how he got removed from my list of uh, ex-New York Red Bulls, too, but uh, he obviously will need to be called out uh, in the future. So great job, guys. All right, let's talk Tampa Bay Rowdies. They should be called the ex-New York Red Bulls, too, at this point. (laughs) Uh, They they should be. They are 7, 8, and 4. Uh, overall, 2-2-1 two, two, and one over their last five matches. Wins against TFC in the 11. Losses against Louisville City uh, and FC Cincinnati. And a draw against Charlotte. Their leaders, Georgie Ristoff with six goals. Junior Flemings with four goals. Way to go, Junior. Uh, Stefano Bonomo also with four goals. Although, obviously, three of those goals came with New York Credibles, too. But uh, the side of assists is where we start getting tripped up a little bit. Their leader is Marcel Schaefer, who is no longer with the team. He had four assists. Next up, Stefano Bonomo, who did not get those assists with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. <laughs> so they're going to have to figure things out on the playmaking side of things. Obviously, Junior did a great job this past weekend. Uh, but, you know, uh, some stumbling blocks there for sure. Tampa Bay came into the season. They look like they were going to be one of the best teams in the league. They have since uh, laid an egg. They currently sit under the playoff line. Basically, when they came to Red Bull Arena, uh, they got the tar whooped out of them and lost David to Jem for the year uh, because of an ACL injury. And that's when things really took a turn for the worst. They ended up firing their coach. Uh Obviously, like I said, Marshall Schaefer left. And I mean, things were already bad at that point, but... Uh, things got worse for sure. New coach has seemingly stabilized things a little bit. Uh, Bonomo uh, adding value to their attack, but I'm still not sold on, on the Rowdies as one of the the better teams in the league. And I'm not positive that they're a team that could really turn it around uh, and make a run at the playoffs, but stranger things happen. And there's a lot to play for. Is this the first time the Red Bulls are going to win on the road this season? I've got a feeling like it might be, but I want to hear what Justine has to say. Well, since I've been wrong every time, I think they're going to win on the road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to do it. Uh, I think the one thing they'll have to watch in this game is the chemistry factor between Bonomo and Flemings having played with each other and played well with each other, especially last year, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, Devere is going to have to watch Flemings uh, or whoever plays at left back is going to have to watch Flemings on the right-hand side because he is fast and he is skillful. And obviously Bonomo can cause some problems because he is a goal scorer and you've got Hristoff there who also is a proven goal scorer. But this team, I mean, I thought this was going to be a tough game going into the first game and they completely blew them out. So the only thing that's really stopping me from saying that this time is the fact that they're going on the road and they just don't score on the road this year, it seems. Yeah. But I think it's one of those games where they look at how they've done on the road of late, and they go, okay, this is a game, you know, we know these guys, we know how they play, uh, we know we're a better team than them, and I think they'll take what they what they brought into Cincinnati last weekend, and they'll come into Tampa this weekend, and they'll win this game. 
That would be fantastic. And we know that they've done well in the past at the Rowdies. They had one, one or two losses last year. Uh, in I think Tampa it was Bay. one. Yeah. They beat, the they beat them in the playoffs. Uh, but you know, uh, new blood, new, uh, sort of philosophy behind the way that the team is playing. Uh, it, it'll really be interesting. Bill, what should we expect from the Red Bulls in this match? Should we expect the high-flying offense that we saw in the first match? Or are, are, or is Joe right that there's going to be a little bit of a, a course correction uh, and we're going to see maybe good road form, but not necessarily the best form from the Red Bulls? I think um, they're going to go into this game and they're going to want to win just because there's so many former teammates on that team. And I think uh, Amando's going to going to step up against them and uh and score i'm i'm gonna say at least two goals against them okay fair um right now looking at this tampa bay is oh i just lost them in this is they're tied for 12th in the league with 29 goals scored uh the red bulls have 44 and almost all of those have come at home which is crazy if you think about it um okay let's get uh some predictions down for this match Steen. I'm going to start with Bill. Bah! <laughs> Very Good. tricky of you, Joe. I'm going to say 3-0 ripples, too, on the road in Tampa Bay. 3-0. Holy mackerel. All right, uh, Joe? I'm going to go for a 2 nothing win, Red Bulls, too. 2 nothing. That would be a very respectable win. I don't have enough faith that they're going to get the job done on the road yet, even though I don't think much of Tampa Bay. I still think that they're going to be able to, to find some points at home. I'm going to call this a 1-1 draw, uh, which is the Red Bulls up for 88 minutes and then giving up a goal to death. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about Christian Caceres Jr. The guy has been uh, on the lips of Red Bulls fans pretty much from the moment that he came in. I think a lot of people were looking at him as a Tyler replacement. For a lot of the fan base, they do not see what happens with him from week to week uh, playing for the USL side, but there's been a tremendous amount of growth, and I want to talk about the qualities that he has that are making him successful right now. Uh, Jostine, what is a quality that, that Caceres has that is making him sort of a special player for this team? Um. Basically, his I, I love his grit in the middle of the field. Uh, I think the fact that he's able to jump in and win the ball so well and start up the attack uh, is a great trait of his. And I also like his uh, ability to distribute as well. Bill? I'm going to say that uh, from what I've seen just over the past few games, he is really a beast in the midfield. He's doing great with... Uh, Stripping the ball out of the opponents and really getting the ball back in the hands of the Rebels, too. So he's he's done a great job so far in the midfield. I'm going to highlight his touch. I think he's got a, a very nice first touch. Uh, sometimes lets him down, but more often than not, uh, he reads the game very well. Does not uh, touch the ball into danger. Uh, is able to maintain possession, and that helps uh, start the attack, as, as you mentioned, Joe. Uh, I also think that we should talk about his penalties, which have been spectacular. He is, as far as I know, perfect from the spot. And having guys like that, obviously we know the the 2016 team and how good they were from the spot, but having guys like that in the team cannot be undervalued because 
those are set pieces and it, it, it can be very intimidating from the spot, especially for young guys. And to have a guy that can become and uh, basically automatic is a, a godsend for a team. Okay. Let's talk about some stuff that needs improvement. I'll start with you this time, Bill. Where, what is an area you think that uh, Casera should improve some? I would say one area that uh, could definitely use some improvement is maybe goal scoring. Um, he's only had three goals so far this year. I'd like to see a little bit more in that area from him. Okay. Joe? Uh, I would say his range in his game a little bit is uh, needs a little bit of improvement. And I think he gets sometimes he gets a little frustrated too easily and takes a lot of dumb fouls that could easily be cards and stuff like that. So I think he needs to mature a little bit in that sense. Yeah, I agree with both of those things. I also would like to see him, like you you mentioned his range in terms of his passing, but I would also like to see him uh, recognize uh, the simpler pass at times. I think sometimes he'll try to force things that don't need to be uh, forced. And that can create some issues with turnovers in the midfield. Um, And that kind of goes into kind of turning off a little bit at times, which is a problem for a lot of guys on this team, right? Because they're young guys. But I just like to see them stay a little bit more focused and uh, be a little bit smarter in terms of the way that he chooses uh, to hold possession uh, through passing. If that makes sense. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, I I get what you're saying. I, I agree with that. Uh, and of course, the the end of this always is: is he someone who has the ability to play in MLS one day? Yeah, I mean, if Tyler Adams, uh, if all the rumors hold true, which kind of seems like they are, and he's gone at the end of the season, then there's definitely a a space for him to uh, step up there to the first team. Perhaps, although now with the emergence of Mark Shikoski, that may true. change a little bit. So we'll have to see. Uh, Justine, what do you think? Uh, I think he will be uh, on the first team next year. I think his improvement from game to game is very noticeable. Uh, and if he continues in that trend, uh, he'll definitely be someone that to look out for in the first team next year. And one thing to keep in mind is that his coach uh, was a famous defensive midfielder uh, for the Chicago Fire in the early days of MLS. And uh, I think that having a guy like um, like him in a lot of the ways that he approaches the game would be something it, uh, that Armish should enjoy. So yes, I think that uh, you guys are right. I think he will be in MLS next season, uh, and he has every uh, he has every indication that he's going to continue to grow and get better as this thing goes on. So uh, good for him. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to add before we start our sign off? It's a nice short, brisk show this week. Joe, do we get any questions? Oh man, you're gonna make me search for questions. <laughs> All right, everybody wants a sticker. That's true, but That's true. That's they true. they come up to me at games now. Now that I've I've given them out at games, <laughs> nobody wants to write in anymore. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, this is gonna take forever. All right, you guys keep talking. I I might even cut this part out. <laughs> uh. We will have an article coming out about midseason grades. Oh yeah, for, yeah. Uh, Red, for Red Bull, oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, everyone, check that out. Um, it's going to be a few. I think it's eight people will be giving out grades for um, for the players. So uh, be sure to check that out. 
in uh, obviously not giving anything away, but uh, let's say um, let let's uh, who is your midseason MVP at this point? Let's start Ooh. with you, Joe. That's that's tough. Um, that's a rough one. Yeah, that it, that's honestly tough because I, I'm I'm like between four players right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Brian White just because I think the expectations on him were high coming into the team, and I think he's done. I think he's improved uh, a lot from where he was earlier in the season. Okay, I think that's fair. Bill, who's your midseason MVP? Uh, White is definitely up there. Amando Moreno is up there. Uh, I could even say Jared Stroud because of the the face shot <laughs> <laughs> and the hat trick all in one game. I think. Uh, for- I think Brian those are all White good choices. Good too, because you know he had the goal, the assist, and the save in the same game there. And Moreno's been on fire, so uh, it's hard to say. I'm kind of stuck between <laughs> so many players, but uh, I'm going to go with Brian White. All right, you're both wrong. The answer is <laughs> Andrew Tanari. You guys, he he was he was actually my second choice. So well, okay, I'm, I'm glad we we're kind of on the same page. <laughs> When Andrew is on, he is so dangerous. He's creating those chances. He's forcing everybody uh, into difficult uh, choices, which creates a lot of turnovers. And he is just – he is uh, to Red Bulls 2 what Sean Davis is to Red Bulls 1 because both of them are not flashy players. They are uh, so-called blue-collar in terms of just you know getting in there, doing the dirty work, and the team is so much better because of their contributions. And maybe they go unnoticed at times. Yeah, I do. I mean, that's fair too. So, <laughs> I do love to see Andrew with the first team next year. I think he's someone that I mean, you could easily bring off the even if he doesn't start, you could bring off the bench, and his ability to just press the ball is just. I mean, he doesn't stop for. I don't think he has an off switch for ninety minutes at times. And if they're looking for you know depth around uh, the midfield, but without having to spend it on a lot of players, he's a guy who could fill in in a lot of positions. Okay, uh, that's it. That's it for us today. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at underscore Joe Goldstein. I'm at BillTNJ. I am at Jaystein15. And if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. And of course, that's all on Twitter. You can also follow the Red Bulls News Network at RB News Network. And of course, that's all on Twitter. Please come find us and read our work at rbnn.us. We cover all of the Red Bulls teams, MLS, USL, Academy, Global, in detail, folks, especially New York Red Bulls 2. You're not going to find coverage like this anywhere else on that team. Uh, if you also like to follow us on Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. Uh, you can go to RaisingBulls.com where we keep all of our episodes. This is like number 81 or 2. We've wow. done a lot of episodes of the show, guys. We're getting up to 100. We will get to 100 this season. This is episode 82. Ooh, so, what's gonna, the 100th episode going to be like a special episode? Yeah, well, we did it for 50. I'm sure we can do it for 100. And then no more special episodes until 200. Because that's way too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us at iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Find us, rate us, review us. It helps. Every little bit helps. Hashtag Merced out. By the way, I was told that uh, a lot of people don't understand the Merced out thing. It's just us teasing Anthony. We like to tease him. I know some of you really, really dislike Anthony. Uh, but yeah, That's our little jab but at Anthony there. I personally love Anthony Merced, and uh, we just like to tease him. So hashtag Merced out. You can find us at bgn.fm. That's the Beautiful Game Network. They've got great shows like Six Point Weekend, Speedway Soccer, Down in the Valley, Texas Soccer Radio, Backyard Footy, Foxtrot, the Bethlehem Blast Furnace, Sock Takes, and Rising as One, and so many more. Guys, if you want to be informed about the USL at the team level, you got to go to bgn.fm. They have everything you need. And of course, last but not least, we got to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. And I'll tell you, uh, the, uh, who was it? The Speedway Soccer guys, they got custom scarves. They made a whole huge batch of them. We are not doing that, just to be clear. Uh, <laughs> and they look very, very nice. So uh, I would recommend uh, if you're if you're thinking about getting a huge amount of scarves for some group, you should check out roughneckscarves.com. Anyway, for myself, Bill Toomey and Joe Steen, thank you very much and have a great night. <laughs>